So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joining the studio here by Father Pat Siva, and Shane is still with us, joining us here somewhere out there in Skyplant. So Pat, Father Pat, thanks again for joining us, and you're very welcome to the, to the program. Um, Father Pat, you just brought out a book, a comic book of all things. It's the title, Why We Go to Mass. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, the comic book came about because I had previously written a thesis on Eucharist as Covenant, which nobody read. And so I said, well, the only way to get people to read it is by uh, publishing a comic. And I was lucky insofar as I met uh, a very good artist called Hugh McMahon and a very good publisher called Paul Flynn. And so we have this story of this little child with her grandfather and uh, she asks some really tough questions of the grandfather. Why do I have to go to Mass? That's the basic mm-hmm. theme of the whole the whole comic. And he explains it as best he can. So it's really, I suppose, hoping that the small children, maybe First Communion children, mm. would take it in their hands. But I'm actually... Uh, hoping that eventually it'll be teachers and the parents and the grandparents and whoever else will actually get their hands on it and then when they come to the hard bit at the end where it explains the uh, the covenant that was cut between the uh, Egyptians and uh, the Hittites and that they will see the connection between Moses then, who was reared as a, an Egyptian, the Mosaic Covenant, and then the New Covenant, where Jesus came along. And then we have the Eucharist, the, the Covenant of the Mass. And I've tried to show that it has the same structure. So it can be traced back to the Covenant of Kadesh. But what it's really about is... <clears throat> that relationship between God and us, and he lavishes his love on us. And Jesus is the priest, but he's also the lamb. And when we receive Holy Communion, it's like what they did back in the time of Kadesh. They sacrificed the little lamb, cut it in two, took out the blood, and they threw the blood at the Egyptians and the Hittites. Mm-hmm. So they now they shared the same blood. And Jesus then, he's the lamb, and the soldier then pierced his heart with the lance, and out came the blood and water. And that's why I think it's important when we see the priest at Mass pouring in the drop of water into the wine and the chalice. It's the the same story, the same picture, the same emblem, the same sign as we had but the big thing is to be able to stand up and say our father because that's what it's really about and the little lamb is sacrificed for us for the food it's not as kind of God needs expiation he needs uh, like his cross with us that's that's not what it's all about and that's my big mission to show people that God loves us like a grandfather loves the the grandchildren you know, I, I, just as you're saying that, I was just looking at one one page of the book where the grandfather says to the young girl, well, Mass is like a celebration. 
And she says, well, well, it's a very quiet celebration. <laughs> Talk a little bit more about that. Well, when I come back from Africa, I must say, and I hear the, the, the young people saying, oh, Mass is boring. I say, I'm with you. I mean, when you're in, in, in Ghana, and I, in fact, uh, I, I, I've been to Uganda as well, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the African countries, and Mass there is a celebration. There's drumming, there's dancing, there's singing. And people, what I notice, uh, people use their bodies physically to express their joy and the emotion that they have. Whereas in Ireland, we just sit there on the benches, we kneel, the odd time we stand, but we don't actually use our hands or, you know, it's, 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 it's really, I think, uh, sad. And, and you watch the faces when people are, are leaving the church. Mm. They're probably looking at their watch. Yeah. And, and the sooner they can get out, the better. And their faces don't express any kind of joy or excitement. Mm. And that tells a lot, I think. And so, therefore, so it's supposed to be a celebration. I mean, that's what we call it, the celebration of the Mass. Somehow those people out there in Africa seem to... What is, do they believe more than we do? Or, or, or is it just part of their heritage? Or, or, or why are they so happy and we... Well, one thing, the sun shines. <laughs> and I think that has made a big difference. But that would be their culture. They express themselves... Um, in 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 a, in a very strong positive way, like quite often we're trying to read uh, body language, and it's can, can be can be subtle. Sometimes it's it's almost impossible to know like is somebody happy with us or not. Mm-hmm. Whereas <clears throat> with the African people, and I think there's a common culture there, east west or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they they certainly express themselves. Uh, you know, very emotionally, very strongly. Like, you've no doubt about it. Uh, now they can be subtle, all right. Uh, if they want to say no, they'll never say no to you. So they, they will say tomorrow. <laughs> and when they say tomorrow, we, we you know that that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> but they never say no. But there's great joy in their lives and um, a great sense of community. Where, where we often don't have that. Uh, like we go into the church and it's silence. You could be sitting beside somebody uh, who has, you know, perhaps just celebrated a birthday or lost a parent. Uh, there's a bereavement in the family, but we're sitting beside them and we don't know. We haven't made any contact. Mm-hmm. That would never happen in Africa. And um, it's it's a gathering of the community of the people of God to praise God but also for that get together and uh, the relationship yeah. that's there it's um and and of course that's really at the basis of the whole covenant that it's about the love that God has for us he has adopted us as his children but the love that we too must share with the other members and and of course the covenant is made with everybody mm-hmm. it's not just the good catholics Yes. It's the whole human race. God has, has has embraced us in that covenant. And that's important to remember as well, I think. 
So would you say that, uh, that, that the people in Ghana um, today celebrating this feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Christ, uh, they would have um, that this would have an extra meaning for them? Do you, do you think today? Oh, I'd say yes, it will. Um, it, all the feasts, all the major feasts, are celebrated with 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 great um, what would you say energy and joy. And and they put a lot of work into it. The preparation will be will be done, mm-hmm. and um, and that will be done by the local community. Mm-hmm. Um, the the priest might have to do, or oh, they can be twenty three villages mm-hmm. in the parish. Mm-hmm. So when he comes along, uh, he he is met by the church leader, and the church leader tells the priest what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. So it's their church, okay. and I think that's beautiful as well. I'd love to see that here in Ireland. Coming back to Ireland and coming back to Corpus Christi, and this being the Feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Jesus, what do you think um, people in Ireland, or we as Catholics, should be taking from this feast today? Uh, how should we be preparing for it? Well, I think if we if we get our heads around this idea, like that Jesus is giving us his flesh to eat, but he is also giving us his blood to drink as a way of sealing the covenant. Now, in the old covenants, the blood was splashed at both parties. And to just say, as it says in the, um, I saw you there with the liturgical calendar, there's actually a paragraph there which tells us that when we receive the body of Christ, we also receive the blood. Or if we drink the blood, we also receive the blood. But <clears throat> the symbolism is missing if we don't have the two signs. So in other words, uh, at any covenant celebration during the meal, a little piece of the sacrificial lamb is prepared, cooked and brought around and everybody is given a piece. But then you also then drink from the chalice. And until we get that again, uh, that symbol, and as Jesus told us, this is the blood of, and it's in 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 the the gospel for today. He told he tells us that um, you are to drink this blood. This is the blood of the covenant, which is to be poured out for many. And when we when we fail to use all the symbols that Jesus told us, we I think we miss out. Shane, would you like to offer a few thoughts there yourself? Um. I suppose, yeah, as you said, John, today is 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 the Feast of Corpus Christi. And I suppose for, for many people, particularly of an older generation, I suppose it, it's, um, it is a feast day, I suppose, which we used to celebrate, we used to celebrate a bit more. Um, there was a bit more effort uh, put into it in many parishes around, around, the, around the country. Um, I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose at this stage we have to admire uh, the city of Cork because Cork has maintained uh, its citywide Corpus Christi procession, uh, which Bishop John Buckley will lead this year again, and um, you know, and it, it as 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 Father Pat was saying, it's it's it was seen as an opportunity, I suppose, as a, a way of celebration, and it's it's that kind of celebration and encounter uh, with the Blessed Sacrament, I suppose, that we 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 really need to rediscover um, in some respects, because. The idea behind Corpus Christi, I suppose, is the fact that during Easter and during the Holy Week, during the, the, the seriousness of Holy Week, 
Uh, Holy Thursday is kind of, you know, it's, it's the celebration of the Eucharist, it's the institution of the Mass, but it's also part of the flow of the Passion. And it's kind of the somber, the somber, um, the somber celebration of the Blessed Sacrament. Whereas the idea of this particular feast, which was um, instituted to the, to the Universal Church around 1241, is that it's to be the joyful celebration of the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's um, opening up for us the wonder of what's present. And it's something which is, which is very important. And I suppose it's something which we need to remind ourselves with um, a small bit because, you know, there's, there's a degree of, I suppose, well, sure, it doesn't really make any difference anymore. And I suppose it's one of the things we have to pay attention to, that our belief in the Blessed Sacrament is one of the things that sets us apart in terms of Christianity because there are differences in how it's understood. And unfortunately, that sometimes um, those differences can cause great aggravation and great hurt, as we've seen at the moment with the German discussion about allowing... Um, members of different churches to partake of the Eucharist and, and the response from the Catholic Church is, well, no, actually you can't because it's a symbolism and it's a sign of our unity as a faith community. And if you don't believe what we, what we believe, then it doesn't really make sense that you would participate. Um, but in terms, aside, taking, standing back from that whole discussion, and as Father Pat said, it's just a reminder to us of the great sign of love because that is what the Eucharist is. It's the great symbol. It's the summit of it's the summit of our faith, how it's described, source and summit of our faith. And I suppose that's one of the things we need we need to remember. And it's and it's also, you know, we are people who are in communion and in community, and that's that that's something that we kind of really need to to, to rediscover at the moment. You know, we are, we're in, we have challenging times at the moment. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Last weekend, if nothing else, would demonstrate that. And, you know, there's going to be a change, I suppose, in how we view ourselves in the wider society, where we're, you know, in some respects, you could say last weekend was the, the, the final nail in the coffin of cultural Catholicism in Ireland. So if people want to be Catholic now, they actually have to make that decision. And part of that, of course, and part of that belief system is the wonderful gift that is the Blessed Sacrament. And that's what we celebrate today. Because it's that presence, it's that continuing promise that's made to us as community that Christ is still with us. And it's that what we need to rediscover, that joy. Sometimes we can get caught up with it, sometimes we can get a little messed up with it. But it's that, it's the same thing, I suppose, you know, as Father Pat said, of trying to rediscover the joy of what it is that we have. That unity that we have, that great gift that we have, that great love that we have. Because it's the great symbol of love. It is the you know it is the unity between us and God and between us and our neighbor, and that's what we have to re-explore and rediscover and find out and unlock again for ourselves. You know, it's a case sometimes you go into a church, but the sacrament is locked away in the tabernacle. You know, you know, you, you know. I have a young nephew, and you, you try to say to me, well, "Well, let's go to God's house and say a prayer to God." And he'd say, "Well, where is God?" He'd say, "Well, he's in the box." And you know, you, you know, when you say it like that to a child, you realize in some ways just maybe just a small bit how ridiculous it sounds. Because it's not, you know, God is with us all the time. He's not just in the box. And that, I think, is what we need to discover. You know, one of the things that struck me the other day when I was just thinking about something else is if you're at Mass and um, we have incense, there's four, there's four times that incense is used. It's used to incense the Word. It's used to incense the Book of the Gospel. Christ proclaimed. It's used to incense the gifts at the altar, the bread and wine that will be transformed to become the body and blood of Christ. 
it's used to incense the priest because he stands in persona Christi. He stands as the presider leading the Eucharist. But the fourth one is it is used to incense the people of God because Christ is present in four ways amongst us all. By the word proclaimed, by the blessed sacrament, by the priest leading the Eucharist, but, most, but also, just as importantly, in the community gathered together in prayer and in unity and in fellowship. And that's what we need to rediscover, I think, coming out of this great feast day of Corpus Christi. That symbolism of unity and calling together of people, because that's what it is about. You know, and as Father Pat said in, 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 his, in, his, in his comic book and, and the reflection is, we have to rediscover that joy. And that's something I think that the African churches in particular can teach us, is rediscovering what that joy, it is, or that, that joy of communion and unity and coming together to celebrate liturgy. And rediscovering what it's about. Because until we do that, then, you know, it's not going to, until we, until we can honestly say that we are joyful people together, then it's very, going to be very difficult to share that joy with a culture and a community, a wider community that isn't open to listening to the message that you have to share. Until we actually realize that for ourselves and rediscover that personal relationship with Christ, then we're kind of almost, you know, we're not going to be able to convince anyone. And I think that for us on Corpus Christi, at this particular moment in time, for me, that was one of the things I was reflecting on during the week. Shane, thanks for that. Um, th- there's a little reflection that I picked up myself there during the week, uh, and I'm sure quite a few people would um, align themselves with this. And this one is entitled, Jesus, the Bread of Life. I mean, it's Brendan Manning, an American Franciscan priest, tells this story about his mother a lady in her mid-seventies in Brooklyn. Mrs. Manning's daily days centred on her daily Eucharist. Because she, she began a voluntary stint at a drug detoxification centre each morning at 7.30, the only mass she could get each day was at 5.30am. Across the road from her lived a, a, a very successful lawyer, mid-thirties, married with two children. The man had no obligation and no religion, I was particularly critical of daily churchgoers. Driving home from a late party at 5am one January morning, the roads glassy with ice, he said to his wife, I bet that old bag won't be out this morning, referring to Mrs Manning. But to his shock, there she was on her hands and knees, negotiating the hill up to the church. He went home, tried to sleep, but could not. Around 9am he rose, went to the local presbytery and asked to see the priest. Paddy, he said, I'm not one of yours. I have no religion. But could you tell me why? Tell me, what do you have in there that can make that old woman crawl on her hands and knees on an icy morning? This began his conversation along, thus began his conversation along with his wife and family. Mrs. Manning was one of those people who never studied deep religious books, never knew the big theological words, but she knew what it was to meet Jesus in Holy Communion. We have everything we need in Holy Communion. Jesus is our bread of life. What more could we want? I'd say you'd agree with our sentiments there, Father Pat, would you? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The bread of life, it's the the, 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 the food that gives us the energy, Jesus himself comes into our lives and inspires us and is with us 
And and I think it's lovely to think of Jesus as somebody who's gone through it all before us, a man like us in all things but sin. And that's so important because we very often think of him walking on the water or gleaming in, 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 in on top of Mount Thabor. But like he was also the person then who walked the dusty roads yeah. and who hadn't a place to put his head mm. and was so hungry one Saturday morning that himself and the apostles took the corns of wheat and right. rubbed them and ate them. That's right. That's right. I think it's important. I the the reason why that meant so much to me this week was because quite a few people after after last week's um, referendum, the people I spoke to anyway, felt very much down and so on and so forth. But I thought that lady has something to teach us all today. The man is the man. He thought he knew it all. He had all the answers, and he didn't need Jesus, and he didn't need the Eucharist, and so on and so forth. And there was this little old lady who had everything. She knew Jesus, she knew where he was, and that was the one thing that kept her going. And I think that's something for us all to remember on this Corpus Christi morning, when we, just to focus on Jesus in the Eucharist, as Father Pat said, the man who's given everything for us, um, and not allow the world to take over and to dismay us and have us lose hope. There's so many people out there who don't know Jesus, who don't know um, that what, what a wonderful gift it is to be able to receive Jesus at Mass and be, even to be able to go to Mass. Maybe today, maybe we could pass that little message on to the people who we know. Listen, there's good news out there. This Jesus guy, he's all right. He loves us. Wherever we are, whatever we've done, give him a chance. So at that particular stage, we might go for our second bit of music. Um, and this one is by uh, John Michael Talbot, and this one is entitled Come, Let's Worship the Lord. So let's hear this. Come, worship the Lord For we are His people The flock that He shepherds
mighty God, the great King o'er all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs now to him. The dry land too was formed by his hand. Thank、you